Hello everyone, this is Monsef Afkar and thank you so much for joining us today in this new call of Awakening the Divine Feminine series. And um, yeah, so, so so glad to, to connect with you again here. So thank you so much for, for being here live and also thank you for those of you who listen to the replay. Um, and also very excited that uh, Tony uh, Bergens is with us on the show. Um, yeah, I really love the, the energy that she brings, that she embodies, and also that she shares with other people to, to, to help them really to release this, um, how to say, the being in the mind and more like allowing the body to be more free and to be more grounded in, in the body and um, allowing like free expression um, and expression of, of our truth because like the body, it's it's really, um, through the body we can express ourselves in, in a really powerful way. And uh, yeah, so she is the founder and creator of Journey Dance and the Embodied Transformations Method Coaching Program. And um, yeah, we will talk more about her, uh, her work about Journey Dance and how powerful it is. So stay tuned for that. And um, yeah, so before we start, I will share maybe a little bit um, about her. So T Tony Bergens, um, founder and creator of Journey the Journey Dance and the Embodied Transformations Method Coaching Program anchors her professional practice at Kripalu Center for Yoga and Health, where she has been uh, on, uh, on faculty and a luminary program presenter for over 25 years. As an artist, artistic alchemist and passionate catalyst, Tony has helped thousands of people break out of their boxes and move into new stories through embodied practice and emotional empowerment. And um, yeah, so Tony's humor, wide expressiveness, and authenticity makes make Journey Dance accessible to all. And she has trained over a thousand Journey Dance teachers internationally. And uh, yeah, so so with that, Tony, welcome to the show. Very happy to have you with us. Thank you so much. Wonderful. And uh, wow. yes, and thank you yes, for inviting so, so. me. I read a, I read a lot. <laughs> I read as much about you as I could find. Um, and. Mm -hmm. I love your mission to help, you know, mothers and women um, become more empowered and trust themselves and find their voices. I really think that's a beautiful thing. Right. Yeah, and also I love what you're doing because it's it really helps, um, like in a very deep level, to to be able to do that to to really connect deep to to their own uh, truth, to, the, to their own um, to the truth of of who who, who they are. And uh, yeah, so very excited that that you're here with us. And uh, so, so yeah, I would love if you can tell us more about Journey Dance because it, it's a very powerful um, modality. And uh, yeah, I would love if you can if you can tell us more sure. about that. Mm. All right. Well, uh, Journey Dance is really um, a form of movement where I combine. I mean, I've been dancing for many years uh, for my own personal healing, and I found that what we needed most was to be embodied. So I use the word embodiment, which really means getting into our body. You know, we operate with a lot of mental activity and emotions, and we're you're reacting and responding to the world, but we can really be in our body and in, enjoy living, you know, because we have a lot of things happen to people's bodies. Um, in the world and a way to reclaim that is through dance and movement. So the first thing I, I do in journey dance is embodiment. And, and then the second thing I really talk about a lot is um, expression and how do we take music, which is this beautiful music is my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> how do we take music of all kinds from all different 
feelings like from you know beautiful epic sad music to you know releasing frustration music to all different types of music to peaceful music how do we express through our body to that music how do we have a relationship with expression and letting go and being free in that sense of letting our body move in ways that are not prescribed by quote dancers but just movement just it could be shaking it could be you know jumping it could be releasing it could be and then it could be all types of dance um so that's my second piece is expression and what that creates is an empowerment which we really start to feel like that we are here you know we are here i have expressed myself i am in my body and now i can make different choices because i have sort of i have accessed my power and the power is really learning how to look at ourselves from a different angle. So when we're dancing, it's almost like we can listen to our mind from the soul's perspective rather than letting the mind always run the show like all day long. So it's like a break from the mind. We can say, oh, look what my mind is doing. Okay, now I see. And I'm now much more empowered. And I like to play really you know, vigorous music and people really feel their visceral power as well. And then the last kind of element, we call it, you know, elevation, which is more like, divine connection i don't know how to else describe that but there's a feeling that after you've done this whole dance and you've really worked on yourself and expressed yourself and you feel expressed this sense of peace and connection with sort of this i call it like the oneness energy it's a feeling that i'm connected to something even just with your eyes closed right now um if you feel comfortable closing your eyes wherever you are in the world you could feel that feeling. It's like a, for me, it's like a sensation of energy where I feel like I am an energy, not just a body, not just a form. I am a formless and a form. So we like to play with these really big four elements. And then there's a whole process to journey dance, but that's kind of the basics. It's embodiment, empowerment, expression, and elevation to feel connected to something beyond ourselves in a positive way. Mm-hmm. How's that? <laughs> yeah, I, I really love it. And I love uh, that it's, it's uh like the way the way like you create a safe space and it, it goes like step by step because in general if if we go directly to expressing ourselves when we have resistance or fear it it can be maybe challenging in the beginning but it it's like you you create a safe space like and going um like one step at a time until um the dancers they feel much more free and much more at ease in in expressing the truth uh of who mm. they are. I love that. And that's exactly the way we do do it. It makes so much sense. And the thing that I love about what you just said is that having a container, you know, like you said, a safe space to process our emotions is not what we're normally trained to do. Like most people are trained to, you know, keep it all contained, keep everything inside. You know, we don't express, we don't want to be too loud. We don't want to be too this or too that. And this space that we create with the dancing makes that like it makes it even more accessible. So now I can say, okay, everyone else is also doing it. You know, we're all running around and being silly or we're all moving around and being, you know, we're expressing our frustration, you know, in our own story or we're expressing our grief or sadness or pain or joy and all doing it together amplifies this feeling of safety. And I can just be myself. You know, that's kind of, what I love about journey dance is it allows me to be myself because we're not just one thing. You know, we're so many things. We're these complex, beautiful beings with all this bandwidth for, for emotion, for creativity, for expression and, and for really for, for touching what are, I feel like I get my purpose. I get my, my mission. Like I always feel revitalized every time I dance. Like it's like I cleanse everything that is bothering me or stressing me out, you know, in, 
in life or even just bothering me about the world. And I come back to connection with all the people dancing. And I remember, okay, we are all people. We all dancing. This is good. <laughs> like that's kind of, right. it's really quite a healing uh, scenario. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, I really see that. And uh, so do you have any, any stories of, of people who, um, who joins journey dance and like they, they experience like some, some transformations in, in their lives? Oh yeah. I mean, I could go on and on. I, I've been teaching for almost 30 years. I can't believe wow. it. I know time flies. I feel like I'm, you know, 25 in my, in my, like in my energy, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm twice that at least. So, um, I mean, I've met so many people over the years and I have so many like people who dance with me regularly like this year, for example, I'll just speak to, to the whole, like, you know, COVID, um, you know, the world pandemic crisis. We had people that came to class. I started teaching online, which I never thought I would do in a million years because I thought, oh, no, I have to be in person with the people. I have to feel the energy. But I decided to do it because I thought, what will I do otherwise? And what will happen to all these people that love to dance um, with me? So I did it. And we and people have been coming every single week telling me that this is what's kept them from depression. It's kept them out of isolation. They feel connected to us. Um, it, it helped them because going into this time where a lot of people were in isolation or just not doing their usual activities, people were able to really look deeply at themselves as I was as well to reflect on our place in the world and our roles and the way we can do better and, and really make this place what we want it to be. And people really felt, you know, extremely transformed and felt like, okay, I'm part of something. And that's, I think, one of the things we all need is to feel like we're part of something, you know, good. Um, but there was like many specific stories, like uh, one of the, one of my co-facilitators, uh, she came to Journey Dance, you know, a number of years ago in a certain kind of, you know, mind space around her life and not feeling beautiful or not feeling powerful or not feeling, you know, like, what she was doing was enough. And now she's like, you know, I'm doing like snaps, you know, she feels, you know, amazing about herself, her, her, everything in her life has changed. She ended up leaving, you know, one relationship because it was not, it was not good for her, not healthy. People make a lot of changes when you do this stuff, you find your empowered voice. So you make a lot of changes. And I feel like we become better, you know, have better relationships because we're more in touch with our feelings and we can say, oh, this is what I'm feeling now. This is what I'm feeling. I think a lot of people don't really have a sense of what they're feeling because we're trained to, you know, shut that stuff down and just either, you know, go into spiritual bypass and just let everything be okay and avoid the harder stuff. So let me think of some other stories. My God, there's so many amazing people out there that I've worked with. I mean, people have come and said, like they found their path, you know, this is it. They didn't realize that dance could be so transformative and then they become teachers and they teach other people, you know, and they create communities in their own areas. It's, it's really, it's such a vast array. I have to think a little bit of for specific stories, but I mean, I have loads of them. People say, I remember one woman, I'll give you one that I remember vividly. Um, a woman came into the cl a class of mine and she was crying, you know, really intensely afterwards. And I went and spoke with her and she told me that no one ever told her that she could choose her thoughts, that she actually had some kind of power that she could help herself with her own mind. She had no idea. She just thought her thoughts, you know, controlled her. And that's what that's what we are as humans and coming to the dance floor and feeling her body and feeling her emotions and seeing that her mind could be actually shut off for a little while in a sense, even though it's not really shut off, but you know what I mean, 
separated as having the power role, mm-hmm. she was like, oh, my God. And she just cried and cried and cried. And she explained to me all about her life story and what her life had been like and the conditioning that she was so accustomed to. And this really, like, woke her up. And she made huge, you know, changes after that. But these are just some of the, like, many stories. I've danced with thousands of people, so it's hard for me to think of lots of specific ones. But those are a couple. Mm-hmm. I remember one yeah. woman also, she really wanted to have a baby and we had this whole, she was feeling very like she was afraid she wasn't going to ever have a baby and she was getting to a certain age and she wasn't feeling like it was going to happen for her. And I, we danced and I worked with her and, and we talked a lot about, she had to let go of control and she ended up letting go of control and had this amazing dance. And she wrote to me like a year later saying, I got pregnant, I had a baby. Like these are you know silly stories. I don't know if that had anything to do with me, but I know that it helped her release her fear and her uh, control of her own body and gave her body permission. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It does. Okay. Absolutely. These are just some yeah. of the stories. <laughs> yeah, I really love that. Thank you so much for sharing about that. And um, yeah, and, and, and like movement and, and dance can, how to say, like can be like a really fast way to, to, to shift from the mind because when we are like deeply in, into like, um, a pattern and we have that momentum in the mind, like either depression or maybe fear, uh, and anxiety. It's, it's, it's very difficult to, to, to shift, like, uh, totally to, to maybe a more joyful or more, uh, peaceful, uh, mm-hmm. pattern. And with dance, it, it just, it, it helps to disrupt this, this pattern, this, um, being in the mind. And it, it can do this, like, really fast. This is what I love about, about that. And. Oh, absolutely. It, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny, something that you just said now made me think of one of my, when I came to the dance floor, my greatest mission was to help people, you know, with the I'm not good enough complex, because we have this, I don't know, societal implant, probably in every culture about, unless roles are really, really uh, celebrated, and everybody gets celebrated, most people get marginalized in some ways. Um, and this feeling of not being good enough is huge, you know, in whatever role that we're undertaking. So one of the main facets of journey dance is about, you know, breaking out of that box. And when I say break out of the box, I mean, you know, like if you have all these thoughts, I imagine them like a box around around us of all of our thoughts that we've absorbed, we've taken in, we've memorized, um, you know, we've owned that came from society, our family, our origin, you know, our traumas and things that made us feel not good enough. And we just start to recognize them. And then when we recognize them, we, we can say, oh, I have control over my mind. I can actually say, I don't really choose to think that thought anymore. And that's one of the things that I've helped many, many people with is getting out of the I'm not good enough and getting into the I'm powerful, I'm adorable, I'm amazing, I'm a miracle because you are a miracle, you are adorable, and you are amazing. Even if you don't know it yet, every single person I really do believe has that within them to wake up to that, to the miracle of just being alive and just being a human. So I loved, I read that on one of the things that you talked about too, was how you want to help people, you know, find that enoughness and really feel good about themselves. And that is definitely something that I think thousands of people, you know, come through, come through the dance and they say to me, that was the most fun I've ever had crying, you know, like, or that was the most fun I've ever had, you know, seeing other people and smiling and realizing how adorable and amazing we all are, even though we all dance differently, we all look different, we are different, you know, 
shapes, sizes, levels of ability, you know, shades of skin, all the different things, and we can still dance together. And that is really just so essential to me. And getting rid of that I'm not good enough stuff has just been my mission. So I don't even like to talk about it anymore. Everyone is, you know, everyone is working on themselves at different levels um, and what they're going through. So I want to honor that, you know, every single person has their own, you know, I I love what you said about anxiety because, you know, you could, you could come to a dance and feel, you know, very anxious and worried that it's not, you're not going to look good or you're not going to be good at it or whatever, but that's not what journey dance is about. It's about feeling it, you know, not about how it looks, even though people are all so amazing when they start moving, like just movement to me is beautiful. So, I don't judge it based on how it looks. I judge it how like it. Fe- I don't even judge it, but how it feels. You know how it, how it feels to be with someone moving is such an experience. Mm-hmm. It yeah, creates I an energy, know. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, right, and uh, yeah. Also, uh, like um, let's talk maybe more specifically about mothers and also mm-hmm. how dance can can help them because. Uh, um, like you said, there is the, 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 the feeling of not being enough, not being, um, uh, a good mother and guilt. And also that, like, trying to be perfect for the, for the children. Um, and, oh, yeah. and also, like, maybe sometimes feeling maybe anxiety about taking time for themselves and creating what they love. Um, so, uh, I would love if, 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 um, you can maybe tell us your perspective about that and maybe if yes. any advice for mothers. Yeah. For sure. I mean, I'm a mother. I have two sons that I raised. Um, um, I, I did have a separation, you know, many years ago. So I've been raising them on my own for a long time. And I think this is a huge issue. And I think that, you know, my my biggest my biggest advice, like the first thing I would say, as a, as a mother of of boys. Okay, so this is as girls and boys are are you know raised very in a very conditioned way in this in, in our current you know time period, and. I've always tried to be authentic with my with my boys, with my children, always tried to be authentic. So, you know, if if I'm upset, I'm going to say I'm upset. You know, if I'm crying, I'm going to cry. You know, I remember when at first I was so worried I'm going to mess them up. I'm going to mess them up, you know, because we're all trying to heal from our own parents and all the things that they did and all that. And I just had to say, you know what, I know that I'm going to mess them up in some way. So that's the first thing I'm going to say, not on purpose, but with all the love and with all of my support. You know, I might, you know, give too much support or, you know, too much of this or too much of that. So I try to let go of that fear. That's the first thing I try to do is say, you're really not going to mess them up because everyone's on their own path. And we're all, as long as, you know, you're doing your best for you and for them, like that, that to me is, is the key. But what I was saying was when it comes to emotions, I'm trying to teach my children how to express their emotions and then let them pass through instead of holding on to them or stuffing them. That's one thing that I think is a, great lesson because I think we've been taught um, at least my age group people in their 50s we were definitely and 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 older and and different you know cultures have different types of ways of handling emotions I think that really really learning how to listen deeply to the emotion that's being presented is going to be such a key in in really raising conscious children you know say to them you know I know you know I, I can see that you're angry right now and that's okay express it express it you know in a in a healthy and safe way so I do that I model I think the best that I can do is by modeling how I express on the dance floor I use the dance floor I use techniques to express my emotions instead of throwing them at people you know as much as I possibly can so that's one key thing I think being really authentic and I think that takes a deep level of listening 
um, to yourself. Like, so to the mothers who are listening right now, how do you listen to yourself? How do you take care of yourself? What do you do when you're feeling the feelings, you know, when you're experiencing a difficulty? How do you, you know, talk it through, work it out? And it's about slowing down and really processing the emotions instead of just, you know, pushing them under the rug for later. Because that just creates more, I feel like when we build, if we don't express, then we build up and then we could like have, you know, big releases that might not feel appropriate or good in the moment. So I like to do it a little bit at a time, you know, every day, every week, you know, I do my class, I, I dance, I express through, I, I go walking, I take as good care of myself as I can. And I process, you know, my emotions with other people, not with my kids. And then with my kids, you know, I really listen. That's what I've learned is my greatest thing. I think that I've learned this in the last couple of years is just listening to them and giving them as much space as I can to to talk and to be heard. So they don't go through the stuff that I went through where I didn't feel, you know, heard or I didn't feel listened to or I didn't feel like anyone got me. Because I think what we really want is to get our kid as much as we can, you know. And one of the funny things, one someone told me once, it was very funny, I thought, um, story that we have to let our children rebel against us as well. So this is something that we're going to all have to face, like, because as to separate from, from our mother, we have to do a separation. And to separate is going to be hard, especially when you're very close. And I think a lot of us take it personally when our kids are separating in a hard way, but that's because we're very close. So it feels worse. But one of the things that some, um, another person gave me some advice on, which I thought was very funny, and I always loved it was, Pick something that you can argue about with your kid, with your child that isn't that important to you. Like pick something like, I don't know, food or the type of music they listen to or but don't make it about you and them. Make it about like something external. I thought that was great advice. So at one point I used it when my son was really rebelling. I used to say, oh, this music, all oh, this music. Blah, blah, blah. And he'd say, oh, you listen to all kinds of music. And we'd have these like music fights. But that was OK because we weren't fighting about the love we had for each other or our relationship. We were fighting about like something separate because we do have to have that healthy separation in a good way. If that makes any sense to what I'm saying, I hope this is helpful, mm -hmm. but I have so many thoughts like rushing in at once. I'm trying to find the, the right ones for this moment. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Like it's um, like in a way, like a mother being a mother and uh, also like allowing herself to express herself and also having time for herself. It's, it's, um, it's also a need to, to, so also allowing space for for her kids to be themselves and to ex uh, express themselves uh, as they are. So it, it's like um, like co-creation, but at the same time, everyone is free to be themselves. Absolutely. And someone said, like, if mom is happy, no one's happy. So it's almost like if I don't do my if I don't do my practice for myself. So any mothers who are listening, like if you're really not taking care of yourself and putting everybody else in, ahead of you, then it will come out in ways that are not the ways that you intended, right? So I, if I don't take care of myself, I'm more snippy. I'm more, I'm more um, reactive. You know, I'm not as good of a listener. I don't make time for them. It's not making time for me. How can I have time for anybody else, right? If I'm just running around working and of course we have to work and figure out our lives, but there's a way in which that self-care is so essential. Like we're no longer in a place where we can, ignore that anymore like we have to do our thing whether it's whether you do dance or whether you do you know, maybe people write songs and they express themselves through music or they write in their journal or they meditate you know whatever it is that brings you back to center and that express like good feeling okay I am here I can go I can continue forth I can keep 
mothering. I can keep taking care of others, but we have to take care of ourselves. And it's like reparenting ourselves over and over. So if you didn't have a good role model for that, which most of us probably didn't, um, we have to, you know, break new ground. And as you said, we have to co-create that, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when my kids were small, they used to come to the dances with me all the time. You know, we had so much fun. I would like drag them around on the carpet or like roll them and lift them in the air and spin them around. So they know the fun and the, and the depth of journey dance kind of like in their, in their cells, like from being very small. Now they're teenagers, so they don't want to have anything to do with me in certain ways. Um, but we are very close and they're getting to that college stage. So I'm in that place right now. But for girls, I want to speak to this a little bit more. Um, for girls and for young women, I think it's so important as a mother to role model self-love, especially around your body, especially around the body. Cause we, we have, um, been so conditioned to what bodies are, you know, the right bodies or good bodies. And it's just, it's all wrong. We have to, we have to really repair this. And the way we do that is by modeling good self-love of our body, um, good self-care, you know, you know, eating what really feels good for our body, you know, loving our body. Cause when we model loving our body, we share, we model that for the girls, for the children. Cause if, if I'm, if I'm, you know, running around, you know, constantly obsessed with, you know, you know, my body or my physical health, I'm going to pass that on to my daughter, you know? So there's a lot of really interesting things as a, as a mother of girls, just to raise that awareness and say, dance together, you know, dance together, put on music, you know, raise the girls, you know, the women, the young women, um, feeling good about themselves and do, and do that for you. Cause if you do it for you, it'll just pass onto them and much more easily. And I think that a lot of the damage that um, girls do to themselves at these, at sort of the um, kind of puberty stages is that they feel, you know, scared to be becoming that, that divine feminine, that woman. And there's a, we have a lot of, uh, you know, myths in our culture that we need to bust and we need to really have rites of passage for our girls to feel like they can be powerful and they can take care of themselves and they are, you know, beautiful exactly as they are in whatever, uh, you know, skin they are in, in whatever situation they are in, in wherever they are to really be more empowered. Cause that's something that I, I dream of for all, you know, the women of the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I really love that. And uh, thank you so much for sharing it because it's, it's really important message. Um, like for, for, for women and, and girls to, to break out of, of this, how to say, Maybe a judgment pattern from from society, yeah. and which which went like very deep, and it's it's really important to to just release that because it's it's just not true, and um, yeah. So thank you so much, <laughs> and um, yeah, everyone. If if you have any question um, for Tony, you can uh, write it on the webcast page, weriseinlove.com forward slash live, and there is a question box there where you can type it. And uh, so Tony, uh, you, you are offering um, a free gift to our audience, which is well-being is a journey, not a destination. And everyone, you can get it um, on the page weriseinlove.com forward slash Tony. Weriseinlove.com forward slash Tony. T-O-N-I. Or you can click on the uh, free gift button, which is on the webcast page. And it will be also available on the replay page later. So, uh, Tony, I would love if, if you can tell us more about that. 
Yeah, so um, what I put into this little um, free gift, this particular one is uh, what we call um, a care package. It's, it's so great that you're talking about self-care. So I just gave a sample of one of those packages, and this is a little bit of reading, and there's it's divided into four sections. So there's a mind section where you can read like um, a prayer to yourself, like an invocation. How do I hold my heart? I think we did hold my heart. I'm not exactly sure which one we gave. I have to ask my um one of my people listening right now so you can tell me mm-hmm. um but it has um a section for the mind where you can really put your mind at peace so i do invocations like hello mo-, you know mind and body and spirit i would like to learn how to hold my heart and i'm going to read this and it's kind of like a little opening prayer and then and then oh good i did do hold my heart heart care package perfect and then there's a section on uh the emotions and how we handle emotions. And we, and I played, I gave a playlist. You can click the playlist and you'll just follow it. Um, it's on Spotify. If you have that, that would be, that's the best, easiest way to get it. Um, if not, you can let me know and I can try to send you some other links. So, and then there's, um, exercises for the body, the physical body. How do we really come into, um, you, like, how do we dance to this? So I'll, I'll give you a bunch of music and some movement suggestions in there. And then um, the spirit and I did then I close with a prayer and it's, you know, a little just a little PDF with playlists attached and hopefully it will help some people just sort of practice. How do I dig in? And it has writing prompts as well. If you like to write, you know, so dear heart, um, I'm going to tell you I'm going to you know sing you a song or I'm going to write you a letter. And it really opens up the mind body spirit connection uh if you were to you know follow it and actually do all of the exercises and i have a whole bunch of them more i wrote like i wrote them this year during covid i felt like people really needed something to connect with so i have a whole care package series but this one is hold my heart and i think for moms especially um you know we really do so much and i'm a mom so i know what it's like uh, and many of my friends are my mothers and we really are givers it's just part of you know our it's our role and we have to learn how to receive as well and I, I know that I know those moments when my sons you know they'll say to me they'll like come and give me a hug randomly and I'll be like oh oh wow I can receive too because <laughs> I'm always giving you know cooking and mm-hmm you know, getting everybody, you know, together and helping them with whatever studies, their studies and, you know, just coordinating their lives. And it's a lot because we live in a busy society. Um, So taking the time to just say, okay, I'm going to spend an hour on myself today. Wow, that's a lot of time. (laughs) I know. But if we spent like an hour, maybe one day it's it's writing and maybe one day it's dancing. And then the next day I'm going to listen to this music while I take a walk or I'm going to cook while I listen to this music or whatever it is, any way you can bring this into your life more to have some inner space, you know, inner space is what I really love about dance movement and music. And it really helps us create inner space. If that, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. It does. Absolutely. Um, thank you. Thank you so much, Tony. Very grateful to you for offering this gift to our audience. And yeah, everyone, I, I really, um, I recommend uh, signing up for the free gift. And again, you will find it on, on the page. We rise in love.com forward slash Tony. We rise in love.com forward slash Tony, T-O-N-I. Or you can click on the free gift button, which is on the webcast page or on the replay page. And, um, yeah, so, so Tony, do you have any maybe events or something, also events online coming soon that you want to share I, with the audience? I do. I do have, I have some stuff coming up. Um, 
One thing that I think would be a great one for, for the moms listening. Um, I have, we started when, when the whole, you know, pandemic set in, we started something online on Friday mornings, which is 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I have no idea if that would work for anyone who's listening right now, but it's 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on Fridays. And it's a, it's a series called The Remedy. And we called it The Remedy because we do, we dance for 25 to 30 minutes and then we read a poem and inspiration and then we all go off and we write for about 15 minutes. And then we come into small groups. It's all done on Zoom, this one. And we all go into small groups and we have these shares where people share their wisdom and their writing. And we loved it so much so that we actually are creating an anthology called Wisdom Writing from the Remedy because women from all over uh, shared in these groups every week. We did a 21-day version of it first, which was amazing, 21 days together. And then we did eight-week version, eight-week version, and we're going to do one more eight-week version starting April 2nd. Um, and you actually get to be in a small group and read your writing. And the things that we learn from each other, from women, from just all different perspectives was so powerful. And we got to hear stories and mothering definitely came up for sure. And take, and self-care was really the key. And many people came and enjoyed it. And it's really beautiful. It's called The Remedy. And it's facilitated with my co-facilitator, Joy. And we do dance, uh, which is all about the expression movement and then we do writing and then we do sharing so that's a beautiful love it felt very loving um for something that we really needed uh during this whole year and we're going to continue because we loved it so much so it does feel like a big love fest at the end we take like 10 or 15 shares if we have time and people read their their pieces so it's like an like a multi-modal expression uh time so that's something coming up on friday morning uh, and that's here and I'm on the East Coast of, of the United States. We also do uh, every every Tuesday we have a journey dance. Um, that's 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I know these are really weird times, but this is just what worked for us at the time during during this last mm -hmm. year. So that is an amazing opportunity if you can come and dance with us. There's a whole bunch of people that come um, and it's Tuesdays at 12 o'clock. And that's an actual journey. Dance. That's also Eastern Standard Time. So we have to do the, the, the conversions. Um, and that's a journey dance, which is a led experience of what we've been talking about today. Mm -hmm. That's on Tuesdays. Wonderful. I, know, I, I pick random days because I feel like everyone has a different schedule, so I never know when All everyone's right. going to be able to make it. So, And we do teacher trainings and other things like that, but that's um, we have the next one coming up in a little while. We just finished a, a big teacher training program. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Thank you yeah, so I'm much, Yeah, I'm hoping we'll have more people yeah. from all over the world doing this. That would yeah. be my dream and help people you know, move their emotions and feel, you know, more confident and just better about themselves from dancing. And that's where I think we have something unique to offer, which is that dancing part. You know, it's just, it's so much fun, even if it's intense and all the things I talk about, it's also just, it's a, just an enjoyable experience. Like I'm so excited for tomorrow. I'm teaching tomorrow at 12 o'clock Eastern Standard Time and I'm already making my playlist and I'm ready to go. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much, Tony. Um, yeah, for, for everything you are doing, for the energy uh, you are bringing, it's, it's really needed. And, and I feel it's, it's what you are doing. It's, it's really powerful and it, it, it's uh, changing lives. So 
Um, so grateful to you, and also well, thank, thank you for you so much. for the time you spent with us here on the show, for all this inspiration and all this really really wonderful energy. So um, thank you, thank you again, Tony. Oh, thank you so much. Um, and uh, yeah, so so everyone, um, really thank you for being here with us today and uh, sharing with us this space. And also thank you for those who listen to the replay. And again, I highly recommend um, signing up for the free gift. Um, which we'll find in, in um, on, on the link weariseinlove.com forward slash Tony, weariseinlove.com forward slash Tony, T-O-N-I. Or you can click on, on the special offer button, which is uh, on the webcast page or later on the replay page. And also you can find um, all the events uh, that, that, that Tony organizes on, on her website, journeydance.com, journey, J-O, U R N E Y dance D A N C E dot com. And um yeah, so so with that everyone, I'm sending you so much love and I will see you on the next call. Bye bye everyone. Thank you.